Nation and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Albaverde, staff writer for the Lake City Reporter. Very proud of him. You know, he is um, he's obviously a heck of a guy, but he's a heck of a coach too. And, you know, he, he works his tail off. He's a class act and, you know, he's going to do some great things for this university. So I'm happy for him. And I told him the other day, I look forward to when he gets 1,000. Knew, knew that um, Mike had a chance to be really special, and I think he will be really special when it's all said and done. That was former UFAD Jeremy Foley discussing Florida men's basketball coach Mike White after his 100th career win with the school. What's up, Florida fans? Welcome into the latest edition of Locked on Gators. You guys were supposed to hear that soundbite in the previous episode, but it was not included. So wanted you guys to hear that before we turn the page on this Florida-Auburn game. On today's show, we're going to preview Saturday's matchup with Zach Blackerby from the Locked on Auburn podcast. He and I will break down both teams, discuss some of the players to watch in Saturday's game and we'll also give our prediction for the matchup. Now some news that broke before our discussion was that Florida point guard Andrew Nemhard has tested positive for the flu. He did not practice on Thursday. He will not practice on Friday and his status for Saturday is up in the air. So if the sophomore cannot go for the Gators, that's certainly going to impact their chances against Auburn. Here was my conversation with Zach this week. All right, it's time for a Locked On crossover. We got uh, Zach Blackerby here with with Locked On Auburn. And, of course, we have the other Zach, Zach Abelverde with Locked On Gators. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing well, Zach. Always good to uh, to talk to a fellow Zach about some SEC sports. We obviously had our episode during football season, and now we uh, we got to talk some hoops as the Tigers come to town on Saturday. Man, I upset a bunch of your listeners during football season. <laughs> and uh, let me just apologize. I, I was wrong. <laughs> I was totally wrong about that game. And you know, there's this uh, there's this running joke now on Locked on Auburn. I've been extremely confident going into three games uh, in the past year, and it was, it was going into Florida, which Auburn lost. It was going into the Outback Bowl, which Auburn lost to, to Minnesota. And then it was Auburn basketball going into Alabama on Wednesday night. 0 oh, for 3 when I'm extremely confident. So uh, you guys started that trend. <laughs> well, to be fair, and we'll talk about some football at the end of this show, sure. but uh, you know that was an incredible game. I think took a, it, probably one of the plays of LaMichael Pirine's career yeah. uh, to kind of steal it for Florida. But you look at the season Auburn had, man. I mean, they could have won easily all the big games that they were in. I mean, it was, it was a one-score, tightly contested game in pretty much every – Every contest and obviously ending the season with the win over Alabama, mm-hmm. still a really successful year, I think, for Auburn. Yeah, yeah, I think both Auburn and Florida in very good situations going into 2020 for for football. But yeah, Zach, let's talk a little basketball action. So we, we were talking before we uh, we got going and started recording this thing, and you were telling me that you wanted Auburn to be undefeated going into <laughs> that that Florida game, and, and I'm sure I'm sure a lot of Gator Nation felt that way. Yeah, obviously, anytime you, you you get a chance to face a top five team, take, uh, face an SEC team, and then face an undefeated team, it raises the stakes, and I think gets uh, fans a little bit more anticipated to go to the O Dome. But that's not going to take away from the matchup on Saturday. I think fans are looking forward to this. Bruce Pearl, I mean, he is a draw. I think for any SEC crowd, yeah. uh, when Auburn comes to town, especially with how good they've been lately. 
it's something that you look forward to. And, you know, had they been able to beat Alabama, that would have just added more juice to it. But this is a huge and very important matchup for Florida. I mean, we all know going into the year, they were the team that was with the top 10, top five ranking and right. had all these high expectations. And maybe folks thought that they would ha- have a chance to be undefeated at this point in the year. But it's been Auburn that's really stole the show. And I think for Florida and, and the fans here, to see what the future is for this team this season, a lot of it is you'll find out on Saturday, depending on how they play against the Tigers. Yeah, I mean, and it's big for both teams, and you know, you can put all the storylines in there that you want, but I think, I think a big one is you you look at the the conference as a whole, and you can say what you want. It, I mean, I think some of the teams that kind of started out a little bumpy throughout the SEC that we thought were going to be good, you know, I think you could put LSU, I think you could put Florida on that list. They're starting to kind of even out now. So you look at the race at the top, LSU 4-0 in conference play, and then you know there's a, there's a handful of teams that are 3-1. and Auburn and Florida are, are, are both on that list with Arkansas and Kentucky, and I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. So, I mean, this is, this is big. I mean, it, whoever loses this game tomorrow is, is going to probably be two, two games back from LSU, and, I mean, you obviously don't want that at any point in the season. At least it's still early in conference play. There's a lot of basketball to be played, but as far as that race to the top to win the regular season in the SEC, it's, it's going to be big. It's going to be a big game tomorrow. And, and to be honest with you, Zach, I, I think for, for Mike White, uh, that's something that is very important to him this year. I think Florida, as well as other teams in the league, there is a chance for several to, to come out of this thing with the conference championship just because of the parity that we've already seen and the fact that several teams show that they're beatable. And But for Mike White and how important year five is for him, he hasn't won a conference title, he hasn't won a tournament title, uh, in the SEC. So uh, this is big for him, especially if Florida, let's say they're not able to live up to their final four expectations and, and you know, really go far in the NCAA tournament. I think because of the roster that he's put together, it's going to be very key for him to try and get an SEC title, be it regular season or yeah. tournament. And this game could go a long way in determining that. Uh, and the same way with Auburn and you know, you can talk about the Tigers now and the start that they've had to their season. In in your estimation, what do you make of the way that they've been able to kind of come out of the gate? And, and, and what are some of the reasons why they were able to get off to that undefeated start before we talk about the loss at Alabama? Yeah, sure. I, I think some of it is, I mean, Auburn is playing tremendous defense right now. The big question for this team is, there's, you know, what are they going to do on nights where they just can't shoot the basketball? That's what happened on Wednesday night. And, I mean, that's really kind of happened in a lot of Auburn's close games. And you've seen them, especially a few early on. You know, they played Dayton. They played South Alabama. Not, you know, top 25 teams by any means. But they played a lot of teams to make the tournament each and every year. And that was kind of what Bruce Pearl was going after when he built this schedule. But they they won a few close games that they shouldn't have early on. And so... They, they escaped a few uh, few probable losses early on in the season, and then they, they look at it, and like, you look up, and you're like, oh, my gosh, they're 15-0. They're and, <laughs> and then, uh, and then they, they finally played a team that could score uh, and kind of wear them down over the course of a game. And, I mean, Auburn, Auburn, this team is not last year's team. This team, it, they can't shoot. I mean, just to kind of put it, put it bluntly, is most nights they are not able to shoot. Now, I do think with the ability that they have playing defense, there's going to be nights, and we saw it against Georgia this past week, 
when when they shoot above 50% from the floor, they're probably going to win. They're probably going to win. Now, it's just a question of how often is that going to happen? I think it's happened twice in conference play. I believe they did it against Mississippi State as well. Actually, I don't think that's true because they shot so poorly in the first half. They shot great in the second half and ended up winning by a, by a good bit. But this team, if they shoot over 50%, they're going to win. But it's just they don't have shooters, Zach. And that, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, Jared Harper and Bryce Brown – they're gone, and the guard play that Auburn's had so far has just been so inefficient, and some nights they click, and it's super hot, and, and other nights sure. it hasn't. So if you're on the Auburn side of things and you're looking at this basketball team, it's, okay, they really haven't played that well yet offensively, and, and they're 15-1. and one. Now, the other side of it is, okay, you kind of look at all these players, and you're like, where is the efficiency going to come from? And if you ask me, I, I don't think that's going to start tomorrow. I don't think it's going to start on the road in Gainesville. So... I think it's going to be a really tough one for Auburn to win. Yeah, it's it's interesting to to, to hear that perspective, and, and and obviously, you know, I think you give a lot of credit to Bruce Pearl with some of those I think deficiencies that they're dealing with. The fact that they've still been able to have the winning record yeah. that they have, I think, for the Gators this season, they haven't been able to overcome some of those issues. I mean, they came into the season as I mentioned with the hype, but it was pretty clear early on that what everybody saw on paper with this Florida team in terms of the recruiting additions from their freshman class and obviously the the addition of Kerry Blackshear Jr. out of Virginia Tech, um, that it was just going to be this plug in place and, and all these uh, players were going to kind of mesh right away mm-hmm. and, and they were going to be this dynamic dominant team. And that's not what we saw. They certainly lost to FSU kind of to start the season and that was the eye-opener where everyone realized, you know, maybe pump the brakes on Florida being a, a top 10 team. And they had another t- a tough loss at Xavier. And and even still, I mean, they've gotten into SEC play, Zach. They're still trying to figure out how to play together at times. And I think for all the pieces that have been put together on this unit, you've got guys that have a lot of experience, like Kerry Blackshear, but he's, you know, the first few months of the season has been trying to figure out his role and, and, and fit in with the team and all of his new teammates coming from Virginia Tech, then at the same time, he's also trying to lead and help a group of freshmen mm-hmm. that are um, in the same boat as him, trying to blend in, trying to figure out the, the ropes uh, with Mike White's squad. So I think all of those things have been the reason why Florida has been such an up-and-down start to the season. Um, I will say that the fact that they were able to go out and, and win the Charleston tournament, that was an impressive uh, that kind of showed what they were capable of. And the biggest thing that they've done since they got into SEC play is I think Andrew Nemhart has kind of been the catalyst for what we think is them maybe turning the corner because he's kind of figured out everybody's role, all the new additions, what their strengths and weaknesses are, how they play, kind of building chemistry on the court. And he's been able to kind of navigate some of this and he had a a career game against Alabama their SEC opener 25 points he led them in the overtime to get the win then he goes on the road at South Carolina has his first career double double Mm -hmm. Uh, now against Missouri and and even the other night against Ole Miss he you know he didn't put up a lot of points but just the way that he's the floor general out there for Mike White and this was the first five-star player that he signed, and I think he's starting to live up to that potential. He showed flashes of it a little bit last year as a freshman. So that's kind of where this Gator team is at, Zach. And 
the one thing that they have been able to do usually under Mike White is play really good defense. Well, this year, that also hasn't been the case. They've been last in the SEC uh, in scoring defense going into the Ole Miss game. They had a really good night against the Rebels, holding them to 55 points. But there's no doubt that they've been a work in progress. They have a lot of talent, but there's just so many new pieces. And, you know, Mike White has, has had a lot of trial and error trying to figure out what's the right answers for these guys. And, and I say all that to say, I think coming into Saturday, this is going to be a test for them, a, a chance for them to see how they measure up against not only one of the better teams in the conference, but one of the better teams in the country. Yeah, I, you know, the more I look at this Florida matchup, and, and you and I were talking about this before we before we hit record, Zach, but you know, over the last few weeks, I kind of thought this was going to be the game. I think this is going to be Auburn's first loss, and now obviously that's not going to be the case, but. It's going to be interesting to see how this Auburn basketball team responds to that first loss. It was on the road, and it was against their arch rivals. It was against Alabama, and a team that they feel like they're a lot better than. And, I mean, you saw you saw uh, Alabama's ability to score, you know, uh, a few nights ago, or I guess a week or so ago now at this point. But, you know, they took Florida to the wire, double overtime. So, I mean, I'm sure that was an exciting game. But it's going to be... I think the big storyline from the Auburn perspective going into this game is, all right, how do you respond? You lost your first one. You went on an incredible run. It's exciting. One of the best in Auburn basketball history. How do you respond to it? Because, man, this team was rattled. This team was really affected by that loss. And, you know, there the were reports coming out that, that you know, there was, there was some really frustrated folks in the locker room afterwards. You mm. know, some of that is good. You know, I mean, you lose on the road to a team you shouldn't, and that team's the team that you hate more than anybody. Like, Okay, you, you want to be upset a little bit, but can you get over it? How quick can you get over it? And, you know, do you let that, do you let it fuel you? You know, do you, so you can be crisp and practice the following few days before you head on the road again? I don't know. I mean, going to Tuscaloosa, then turn around, having a couple of days of practice, then going down to Gainesville, I mean, that's just tough. That's no a doubt. tough situation for anybody. And so, especially when this Florida team, like you talking, I mean, it, it seems like they're starting to gel and get better. I'm not convinced that Auburn's gotten a whole lot better since the start of conference play just because no one's really stepped up offensively. I think, uh, you know, kind of the, the game within the game is going to see, like, what, what does Austin Wiley do down low? In the non-conference, he was spectacular. He kind of finally turned into the player that Auburn wanted him to be ever since he was a freshman. And, you know, he, he, he's still getting double-doubles and only playing 20 minutes or so a game. So that's, that's exciting. Is he going to be able to do that against Florida? And, you know, I mean, you, you could probably answer this question better than me as far as, you know, how do the guys bang down low? But that's going to be a big storyline for me because that's he's kind of been Auburn's most efficient scorer, him and then Isaac Okoro, uh, the, the starting small forward. Uh, Auburn feels like he's going to be a lottery pick. You're starting to see him go up and up and up in an NBA mock draft. So I, it's really going to come down to those two guys. And, you know, does Javon McCormick or Samir Dowdy, Auburn's two guards, can one of them get out of the slump that they're in? And, you know, mm-hmm. it, if the answer is no, then Florida's going to win this game, and I don't think it's close. That's interesting stuff, man. I, I think for on the Florida side of things, you definitely look at Kerry Blackshear, I think, each and every game. Yeah. He's the reason the Gators go where they don't, whether he is able to kind of find his production. I mean, he's had a lot of games where he's gotten in double figures. Right. He's had a lot of double-double performances. But at the same time, he's had a lot of games where he's gotten in foul trouble. And when he is not on the floor, you can tell. I mean, it just they look like a totally different team. The offense doesn't operate in the same way. They run a lot of stuff through him. 
as you would imagine. So that's kind of been the one thing that has been the bugaboo for this team. And you'll have to watch out for on Saturday. You, you mentioned what's going to happen in the paint. That's going to be a goal for Auburn is to try to get him into foul trouble because when he sits down, Florida just does not have uh, the depth behind him to really go out there on the floor and, and have the presence. And yeah. I think that he has, to Kerry's credit, done a better job of staying out of foul trouble in recent games. And certainly the, the game that he had against Alabama, that was probably one of the, the, the more notable ones where he had four fouls and, and played over 10 minutes and was just a, able to uh, avoid getting another whistle. And, 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 and Alabama, to their credit, they kept coming at him and attacking him, and he just did his best to still stay there but, but not commit a foul, obviously. So I think from an offensive end and then getting him in foul trouble on the defense, that's going to be a key for Auburn and Florida because mm-hmm. depending on what he does, like the other night against Ole Miss, I mean, he didn't get in any foul trouble. He was on the floor a lot, and it really helped that team run away with the game and I think the other thing that you you want to watch for is is on the defensive end uh, just as a team I mentioned how Florida has really kind of had a defensive drop-off so far this season under Mike White I think a lot of that has to do with the new personnel and and you know whether they're running their defensive schemes and, and having trouble communicating having trouble adjusting whatever it may be that's been as much of a work in progress on the defensive end as it has been for Florida on the offensive end. Mm-hmm. Can they come into this game against Auburn, who, as you said, has struggled at times offensively and take advantage of that and, and really lock down defensively? I think they had 28 deflections in the game against the Rebels. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really got after it after losing at Missouri. And I don't know if you caught this, Zach, but Mike White called it in his nine years the worst defensive performance that he's ever had from one of his teams. And that was the 91-point uh, uh, 91 loss that they had uh, where they, they let Missouri put up all those points. So they really responded against the Rebels, and, and I think that they're going to have to do that on Saturday against Auburn if they're going to get the win. Yeah, I mean, I think this game is going to end in the ballpark of, of Florida scoring around 80 and Auburn scoring a little more than 70. So I'm thinking like a – an 80 to 72 win for Florida. And then that kind of puts Auburn in a situation that we saw a little bit later than this time a year ago. But, you know, they, they got killed by Kentucky and then they uh, they went on and, you know, went on that run that they had to the Final Four. But I, I think I think it's going to take a few losses for this team to wake up and realize that they've either got to do something different or they've got to get better at what they're doing. If I'm Florida, I'm giving Auburn the three. If I'm, if I'm in charge of putting a, a game plan together I'm giving them the deep shot because they just haven't been able to shoot I mean they're shooting right at 25 percent from three every time that I look at a box score after the game and so Mm. I I just that's not good enough and and they're they're hacking up a lot of threes it's not like they're attacking the basket and when you look at their personnel like Samir Dowdy he likes to attack the basket Isaac Okoro is doing it consistently because you know he's not taking that jump shot as much but I mean they've even got some of their their uh their their down low players just throwing up threes the thing is, is it worked last year. It worked for a long time. It worked for about two or three months spread, and it got them to the Final Four, and that was exciting. But it's just this isn't last year's team. And as far as you know, wearing them out and making them run with you, I don't think it's a particularly deep team. I think they're top-heavy, and I think they play a lot of really good defense, and there's just going to be nights where they're not going to be able to score, and they're kind of in a slump right now. So I th- that's just kind of my prediction. That's what I think is going to happen. So um now, now you mentioned the Final Four run. I do, I do want to ask you some big picture stuff with Auburn. I mean, obviously Bruce Pearl is this larger than life figure yeah. in the sport, and I'm sure ever since you know he stepped foot on that campus, 
he's made a difference with that basketball program. But just how huge was that Final Four run last season? And what has that done to you know raise the profile or expectations uh, of the team there in Auburn? So when I was, I, I grew up here locally in Auburn, and I remember uh, in high school, my dad would pick me up uh, from school, and we'd go grab dinner. And then we would go to the, the old Beardies Coliseum for uh, to watch a basketball game on a Wednesday night, and there'd be like two hundred other people there outside of the students. And now you look at the ticket prices this past Saturday when Auburn um, when Auburn hosted Georgia, the cheapest seat in there was two hundred and sixty dollars on StubHub. And wow. it's, it's just, it's crazy how much the culture, I mean, it's, I mean, seats at Auburn Arena right now are like gold after that final four run. I'm curious to see how much it drops off now that they're not undefeated because, you know, Auburn is a, Auburn is a football first fan base and I don't think they've quite, you know, adjusted to, to college basketball and, you know, how a loss isn't that big of a deal as it is in, in, in football. I think they're still kind of, <laughs> kind of adjusting just to be honest, but as far as big picture, I mean, you've seen. Bruce Pearl's getting commits from guys that have no business committing to Auburn basketball, you know, a few years ago. I mean, Sharif Cooper's going to kind of be the next guy. You know, he's expected to be a lottery pick two drafts from now. You know, they were able to bring Isaac Okoro in, who, you know, people are expecting to be a lottery pick this year. So, I mean, from a big-picture standpoint, it's totally changed the culture. And, you know, a, a lot of people, you know, every time a commentator talks about Auburn Arena and, and the jungle, you know, they talk very highly of it. And, you know, Auburn's going to go into a situation tomorrow that it's a tough place to play because Florida's been good at basketball for a lot longer than Auburn has. And so uh, I think they're catching up. I think they're catching up, and I think the culture is evolving, and I think the fan base is kind of figuring out, you know, the ins and outs of basketball and, and how things work and what's important and what's not. And so they're trying to catch up with Florida in regards to being a football and a basketball school. But you guys have kind of dubbed that, I think, better than anybody. Yeah, well, and, and obviously it's interesting here in Gainesville with Mike White. Uh, he just had a milestone here with his 100th career win. I saw UF that, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's funny, Zach. I mean, he he certainly is, has done a lot of good here since he took over in terms of the things that he's accomplished, you know, four 20-win seasons to, to out of the gate. He's the only coach in school history that, that had done that. And now he gets to 100 wins. He did it in four games later. Than Billy Donovan. I mean, you know, kind of the same stretch, sure. same season, same success rate, and yet, uh, I mean, there are still so many fans here that are not sold on Mike White that still, uh, you know, have questions about the future with him mm -hmm. and, and whether or not he can get the Gators over the hump in terms of a championship. Now, he's done really good with recruiting. He's obviously won a lot of games, but can he get the Gators to that next level? And, I mean, this was the year, obviously, that everybody – kind of had under the microscope because of where he's at and developing the program and the talent that he's put together. And this is one of those games and one of those tests where we'll find out if uh, they're going to eventually kind of get to that next stratosphere as a program under white. So I really like him. I, I think that he's, uh, you know, he's good for the players. He's created a good culture there. I mm -hmm. think he knows X's and O's. It's just getting all the right pieces. And, and as Bruce Pearl knows, I mean, sometimes you just kind of need some luck and, things balls to bounce your way and uh you know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out here yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun real quick before we jump head first into into football you got a pick for tomorrow's game yeah man you know i i would have I'm, I'm with you man I, I i i kind of came into this matchup thinking florida you know going into the week and 
even prior to uh, the loss that Auburn had at Alabama, that kind of makes me a little weary because I, I have to think that the Tigers are going to come in there with a chip on their shoulder. Um, and, and, and like you said, maybe that one game is the only wake-up call that they needed to kind of really turn it around. But I still think Florida should be able to get the win because it's in the O-Dome and yeah. because they've been playing some good basketball in SEC play. But it would not surprise me at all to see Auburn come in there and get the win despite the loss that they're coming off of. I, I think that, if anything, that could be something that, that gets them motivated for this matchup. Yeah, yeah. As far as uh, your comments on, on football, yeah, I mean, Auburn and Florida – I think they have the uh, the best two quarterbacks. I mean, as far as quarterback situations, I think they've got they're they're sitting at the top in the SEC going into twenty twenty. You know, and I think you saw them both both and uh, in the showdown in Gainesville last year. I think I think Bo Nix will be a little bit better next year, and you know he's going to get more help. I mean, Auburn's offense last year was just so bad. It was just so bad, and I mean, there was nothing they could do against that Florida defense last year. So you you guys saw that. Firsthand, and I think with what Dan Mullen's doing, I mean, I'm, I've always been a big fan of him, even back when he was back in, in Mississippi State. So, I mean, quarterbacks under him just get better and better. So, I mean, Florida's in a prime spot to take the East. And, you know, Auburn fans are kind of looking at, at Georgia, who's y'all's biggest competition on that half of the conference. And it looks like they're as vulnerable as they've been since Kirby Smart's been there. Yeah, I, I definitely think, I mean, this is the year for Florida at the very least to win the East. I mean, they yeah. got to get themselves in Atlanta next year uh, just just because of the trajectory of the program. And I think every season you, you kind of accomplish more things. And, and now going into year three, because Georgia has lost so much, um, th- this is the time. And I think looking in the West, I, I think if you're Auburn and you consider the fact that they Alabama long, no longer has Tua and LSU no longer has Burrow and, and – you have your quarterback situation not only figured out, but you've got a really dynamic player there. Um, there's a lot. I've seen a lot of love for Auburn next season, Zach, and a lot of people thinking that that they could p- potentially be the favorite in the West. So it's going to be fun to watch it play out, man. I, I like it to where it's, you know, you're going into a season and and you're talking throughout the offseason about, you know, two or three teams that could potentially win as opposed to how it's been in some recent years where it's just kind of been the Alabama-Georgia show. Yeah, no, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a, a lot of fun. I mean, so many questions this offseason. You know, and, and you mentioned you mentioned a good bit of them. But, yeah, it's like LSU, how, how much do they fall off? Certainly seems like they're going to. Uh, you know, is Nick Saban vulnerable in Tuscaloosa? And I think, I think the rest of the conference hopes so. But, <laughs> yeah, I think Florida's in a great spot. I think they're absolutely in a great spot. I'm not buying what South Carolina's doing. I think the Kentucky trend is, is going to kind of level out. Tennessee, I think Tennessee took a big step forward last year. Man, you know, can they do if they do that again, is that, are they close enough to, to possibly be a threat to Florida? It's going to be a lot of fun. And, and I can't wait for media days to, to see oh where, where everybody votes. I mean, there's just so many storylines. Then, you know, the, the two new coaches – in Mississippi, that's going to be so much fun to see those guys interact and, and talk. I mean, the Egg Bowl is going to be as exciting as it's ever been. Yeah, I've um, never looked forward to an Egg Bowl, but I'm definitely looking forward to it this season. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it. So, yeah, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of uh, what the SEC is doing. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be better, but I think it's going to be more entertaining, and that's, that's, that's why we do this, right? Yeah, no doubt, man. And I think we're going to get an entertaining 
game on Saturday. Always uh, excited when Auburn comes to town. Was definitely excited when they came to town for football, but yeah. definitely when Bruce Pearl is uh, is making his way. So, Zach, it was great to catch up with you once again, man, and, and get your perspective on Auburn and uh, talk about this this matchup that we got once again. Yeah, thank you so much, Zach. And uh, you've got a great name, one. And then two, once again, apologize to all of your listeners for ticking them off during football season. But, hey, maybe I inspired your team. Maybe that's why it worked out that way. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think all the players are sitting around <laughs> listening to our crossover episode that Friday, and they go, you know what? We're going to go out there and get the W because of those because of those comments from Zach. Yeah, let, let's own it. Let's own it. Hey, man, good <laughs> chatting with you, man. That'll do it for the latest edition of Locked On Gators. Appreciate Zach for his perspective on Auburn. On Monday's show, we will recap Saturday's game between the Gators and Tigers, bring you some postgame interviews from Coach White and the players. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked On Gators, your team every day.